Hey heroes, this is Darian, your resident string player. And this is Angela, your certified brass player. And we're here to talk to you about real life and real women in music. Okay, let's get started. at it again here we are yay <laughs> it feels good though i've been sick all weekend yeah it's been a rough time for you yeah we're here recording like literally the, the day before this is going to come out and everyone's going to hear it on our hurricane <laughs> just kidding. oh yeah um well it's technically a tropical storm now i think i think it's just rain now right yeah it's kind of windy it's got it's a little bit nice. of nice little chill in the air yeah i opened my door in my patio this morning oh, oh it's very, nice. very nice i could hear my wind chime it's nice to have fresh air after being cooped up. Yeah. Sick. I bet. Gosh. Yeah. That's why we haven't recorded because I've been trying to heal before. <laughs> Got you. Uh, Recital this weekend. I know. Horrible timing. Yeah. It always is. I did my dress rehearsal um, under the weather. Don't recommend, but had no other choice. Got what you got to do. It was, um, I was exhausted. I literally came back, um, changed into new clothes because I sweat so much because oh, it's hot in there too. Well, and I had a little fever and I like passed out for like an hour or two. You should. Yeah. I was exhausted. Yeah. Naps are so important. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I mean, you're like doing a dress rehearsal is just like mentally exhausting. Yeah. I was really trying to push myself to, to play. Like I wasn't sick because mm-hmm. I was trying not to think about how I was like, I feel like poo. Yeah. I don't want to move anything. Yeah. You sounded great. Thank oh, you. You sounded so good. Hopefully, uh, it goes well. It wasn't perfect, which I'm glad because yeah. I don't like perfect dress rehearsals. Mm-hmm. I think they jinx it. They do. They absolutely do. Because <laughs> that, that's your best take. Then you're done. I know. <laughs> I, I remember the first time I told my a friend that and they were like, what? <laughs> Get all the bad things out the dress. You still want to work on some things. But unfortunately, I haven't practiced that much because, again, I was sick. Yeah. So whatever it will be, will be. In okay, two days. Great. So yes, if you want to come to the hero concert and witness um, a, a Darian that's not sick anymore, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, three of the hero directors, myself included, Miranda and Angela, no four, yep, Angela and Bella, yeah, four of us, and listen to a lot of music by women. Yes, there's one man in there. Good old Eric Wazen. Yeah, but again, uh, I'll explain why I did that at the recital. Um, there'll be some immersive design. Mm-hmm. We got some lights. We got some projection. The light thing for one of the pieces, I'm very excited to see in action. I liked it. I wasn't it's sure cool. what it was going to be, but Bella, our artistic director, came to uh, came to us with it. And I was like, okay, well, we'll just do it. We'll try it. And I was like, I really like this. Yeah. It I was, was surprised cool. that it worked. You Did know? you see it? I saw a video of it and then yeah. I saw her or uh, Mac just playing with it and it was working. I liked it. Yeah. And it's, it works for the piece it's with. Mm-hmm. It really does. And I was also yeah. a little worried I was going to be distracted. But it, honestly, it made me like vibe with the piece I more. Yeah. I was like, I'm making some lights move. Yeah. So check it out. <laughs> Saturday. Gi- yeah. Not to give too much away. <laughs> but um, we hope to see you guys there. But where is it going to be? <laughs> In Longmire Recital Hall at Florida State University. It's at 730. Or you can watch it uh, live streamed. Mm-hmm. I'll be live streaming it on our Facebook. Um, I posted the event on our Facebook page. I'll also share that link 
on Instagram. Mm -hmm. If you go to our link tree, it'll be in there as well. And you can watch the live stream or the recorded the recorded live stream of it yep. after it's all said and done. But we hope you tune in. <clears throat> and there goes my throat because <laughs> my voice is still healing from gross stuff. Oh, well. <laughs> okay. Well, how else do you say oh, it? Oh, yeah, you're right. I'd rather not say mucus. Yeah. Gross stuff sounds better. Mucus is like one of those words like moist. All right, we're not gonna say that word on the on the air. <laughs> Ointment. Ew. Okay. <laughs> what do you got for us today, Darian? Well, besides telling everyone about the hero recital, aka my doctoral recital, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk to us, to you and everyone listening, about negative comments. Mm -hmm. So, despite like our episode, like the good guys out there that show the positive changes in society you know for women and women in music i was recently reminded that despite the wonderful changes there is a reason why we're still here and mm -hmm. i was seeing that in uh, interactions with some people and comments that were made towards both of us you know realizing that we still have work to do absolutely and <laughs> my initial instinct is to not interact with mm -hmm. negativity i'm so not confrontational <laughs> it's sad um <laughs> that's changing though yeah uh and on our instagram where we post a lot of our in you know up-to-date information and things like that we had a because of our wonderful marketing oh news by the way we have a new director yes we do, yes, we do. yeah marketing director mary kate she's Ooh. amazing so if you see someone's face on our instagram it's not mine it's mary kate's <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, she's been totally growing our Instagram. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. But, um, one of our posts, you know, has done, been doing really well, getting like almost 10,000 views and we received comments that I wasn't ready to receive <laughs> just because we've only been getting positive yep. feedback once since starting hero. Mm -hmm. And this was the first time that I heard the comments that I know exist. Yeah but haven't really been directed at me like this before or at us because mm -hmm. they weren't, they don't know who they're talking to, That's fair. but it was all the things that prove that women in music need a voice to be heard. Yep. And that there are sexist people still <laughs> out there essentially. Yes, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hearing that some people think that we're just replacing music that's better by men is disheartening. And I just want to say that that's not true. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not true. <laughs> and I just want to say, I don't even know if some of these people listen to these music. Our musicians, probably not. And it's where our goal is not to get rid of, no. you know, masterworks. We all know like who they like the masterworks that are. We're just like wanting to expand it. Yeah. That's the key you know? word here. Expand. Not erase. No. Not replace. Expand. 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 Yeah. I just wanted to say that if anyone ever has a question, negative or bad, I think we have a responsibility to respond in a way because we're an education service. Yeah. Um, that's what I wanted hero to be. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't necessarily, we might have like concerts and concert series and the podcast, yep. but at the heart of all of these events and things is education. Absolutely. Like our yeah. mission statement is literally like to connect and promote women in music through education. Yes. And so despite my initial being like, I'm just not going to respond. I was like, well, this is our opportunity to tell them why and what we do. And why it's important. Yeah. Of course, I got pushback. Um, 
we're always gonna have haters no matter what we're doing even if we're like curing cancer yeah we're gonna uh, have haters of course they think um our education is fake positivity and all that but <laughs> that's okay uh I, they don't know my face i don't know theirs i just also wanted to just say it is not true when they say we were trying to replace any people in the no, classical canon absolutely not i still love my brahms but I, and the Brahms violin sonata, but I yeah. can say I also really like Ethel Smythe, and there's some Brahmsian romantic vibes going on in that too. And I could say this is why I think what we're doing is important. I'm like, well, why isn't this also standard? Yep. It's just as good quality. Mm-hmm. A lot to learn in both. I don't know. Do you come across things like that? Across comments like that? Yeah. Or, I mean, absolutely. Sometimes you got to take a grain of salt, you know. Oh, my ice <laughs> machine just went. <laughs> yeah because a lot of it's the the information that they have maybe thinking into it is mm-hmm. like very basic or they've been told from being told by someone else being told by someone else you know mm-hmm. and there's no like individual research going on so yeah uh i also thought it might be important because it was told to us recently um that we make sure <laughs> as podcasters and educators that we don't be afraid to come off as smart as we actually are mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, of course we're lighthearted, bubbly people. So it's hard to not, you know, giggle and make jokes because I want, like I said, this is a podcast that is supposed to be like talking to your friend at the bar. Yeah. So like about this topic, um, of being a professional as a woman is practically what we're trying to talk about and how we portray ourselves as women in a career, no matter what it is, but I guess in our role is in music. Mm -hmm. Um, we always find ourselves maybe dressing differently in recitals or concerts yeah. with an ensemble or when we're giving presentations, we're having to give maybe a more demanding voice. That's also why I like Dr. Von Glom being like, I wore a peach suit. And yeah. I was like, oh, exactly. yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. And so I have was really like, she mentioned a comment about that, about having to like change some stuff about her physical demeanor um, and like how other women have well in the field and outside of the field have had to change like some things about them to make them more professional yeah and after she also mentioned that she learned to, to talk lower in professional settings mm-hmm. yeah i was like i never even thought about doing that yeah yeah exactly so i was really interested in that especially and so i found this ar- article this study um from candy lee who's a professor at, at northwestern university mm-hmm. and it was here's how the sound of your voice can hold you back in your career Um, And there are different statistics that she gave in her study. What are they? So it was a recent study of undergraduate and graduate students at Northwestern University. It it examines how voice characteristics can affect students' senses of leadership capabilities by listening to tapes of different voices. And so the research really showed that a white man is a preferred leader over a black man, a white woman, and a, a black woman. And both the men were preferred over the women. And so the study goes on and they had 75 diverse students, 57 women and 18 men. And they first rated the rank and ranked leadership qualities. Um, verbal communication was most important. Surprisingly, that growing the organization was least important. So it goes on to talk about these different statistics that they gathered. Mm-hmm. Um, it's saying like the white male voice received the highest scores, a number of leadership qualities, including whether the student wanted to be work for the leader. Um, and then the black male voice was second, followed by a white woman and then a black woman's voice. Um, they said that there was one glaring result, an unwillingness among male respondents to work for female leaders, regardless of how height the female's leadership skills were ranked. So no matter what the credentials were, 
and just listening to the voice they wanted to follow under did they comment on like if their voice was high pitched or low pitched yes so early on before in the in the study the actual author was talking about how she is a woman and a leader who possess who possesses a low pitched voice mm-hmm. um and so she wanted to see you know of course how this impacted different studies and then she went on saying women and Voices in particular can be considered shrill, saying Hillary Clinton was on the receiving end of that criticism during the contentious U.S. presidential elections. Mm -hmm. Um, And the late British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher took voice lessons with a speech coach in order to develop a lower pitch to sound more authoritative. Hmm. And, And through my time growing up, I was always a shy student. And anyone, any whoever, gender, whatever, you know can be shy and just need to speak up yeah. more but i found that like every time i'd go and present in class they'd be like okay you just speak a little bit more like broad more um louder mm-hmm. um just really getting the voice to resonate a lot more i'm like okay yeah i struggled with speech class actually because oh, yeah. i remember being in class and because my voice i guess i don't have a lot of chest <laughs> voice yeah. or whatever the word is and I feel like I sound like my voice is quality like over the podcast. (laughs) And then when I publicly speak, I'm like struggling to get my voice to project. Yeah. Food service Mm -hmm. to have to yell much louder because in order to call out uh, an order number, I have to yell lower and louder. And if I yelled out with my regular voice and maybe a little bit higher as I would in maybe a presentation, no one can hear the number. Well, I've been a server, but I never had to yell out numbers. Uh, This was like a like a a beach Uh, little so i mm. had to you know though i remember struggling as a server especially when i was a server during the covid time Mm. with the masks like i struggled to have people hear me and (laughs) i never thought maybe i should try to talk lower because i'm like i said like in like in my speech class they're like can you talk louder i was like i'll be yelling yeah (laughs) mine is i talk too fast sometimes and they're like you're mumbling i remember when we first started recording that you mentioned that and i still do no I know i i pick (laughs) up on how you speak perfectly fine thank you i almost struggle with when i'm thinking well, what's, what do I want to say? I'll just pause. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry. It's okay though. You know? Um, cause I'm trying to avoid saying, um, like, mm-hmm. or what are the other ones? Uh, <laughs> yeah, something like that. There's every, there's a, many times where we, we both, even people we interviewed, they're like, um, and they go straight into it and I can't cut it or like, I can't change it. I'm like, well, we're going to have an um in there. <laughs> I don't mind it. Yeah, it's it, fine. I'm used to hearing it in everyday speech. It's yeah. only when it's so much that you're that it's like every other word. Yeah, it's like and your like. brain <laughs> and your brain just goes. I heard like 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 like. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, I, I I have my own mannerisms. It reminds me of when we talked about the Angela isms. Yes. Yes. What were they? <laughs> Let's go. Go to Uh, heard. Heard. Oh, I'm, that's fair. That's. <laughs> I'm about to say that's fair to that's fair. I don't think I, I think my, I was thinking about after we talked about that off, Mm -hmm. off the air on the podcast. I was like, what are my, my Darianisms? And I was like, my, I remember when my parents were always like, you always say, you know, at the end of what Mm -hmm. you say, Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, you do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I think it's just to make sure they heard what I said. (laughs) I get that. (laughs) Um, but that, that back on topic though. I guess like we could, should I talk lower now like this? LOL. No. I feel like it makes me sound sexy for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'd also struggle to get my voice to be heard that way. That way? Talking lower? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It's, there's less projection. Yeah, exactly. We're not, we're not used to doing that. I can't even do it. And I know like when I'm in a crowded situation, my voice gets really high. Mm, yeah. I feel like that's the only way I know how to project my voice almost. I don't know. I feel like I, some, I have mixed feelings though about trying to lower our voices. Like should we try to adjust ourselves to be more uh, accepted yeah. or like how do we even go about changing the society to get rid of those biases? Like I hate that there's this bias for taking lower voices more serious and that comes from yeah, men in leadership suck. positions and i've i have not on the voice idea but i have worried about that like as a new founder ceo of a nonprofit. yeah i mean even as a grad assistant you're having to lead things it's yeah like, especially you know, in brass i'm sure educator yeah but i'm thinking like i hope i'm taken seriously you know i'm hoping that I'm not being judged. Like I have walked in the meetings hoping like, okay, I don't want to look like this young college student. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's taking on this huge project. They're not going to take me seriously. Mm-hmm. I've been blessed that that really hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I've been told I fake it very well. Hell yeah. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> I almost don't want to worry about it. I like my think, voice. Yeah. And I don't think we need to, unless it's like, it's wildly different from how you normally speak. I just think keeping it as normal, as close to like your actual mm-hmm. voice is what's best. How do we even change that bias? How do we change that bias? Yeah, the, t- the preference for lower voices. Uh, I don't even know because... Because <laughs> I think about, I'm like, do I have a preference? And I, I, don't, I honestly don't know. I mean, I don't want to hear a shrill voice on the radio, you know? That is true. Like, that just hurts my ears. Like, the frequencies alone. Yeah, I would be like, no, I can't do it, you know? <laughs> What if their natural voice is super high? Like, I hate that exactly, that's a disadvantage. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just, because I feel like the answer is like things like what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But then again, like back to like those hate comments, I'm like, the fact that these people, there are still people out there who have these narrow minded points of view thinking that, you know, men only exist at like the extremes of IQs <laughs> and women are in the middle and only work better as like, working in a group and not as Mm -hmm. soloists which Mm -hmm. isn't true yeah and that it's it it is a little disheartening but then again that's back to like the education point of view you know talking about you know all the things that are possible all the women composers that have always been that have always existed and have like been erased like Mm -hmm. that video i shared on instagram she shared like a picture of like lists piano students of all men Mm -hmm. and there's an original version with his three women students oh, really? that were edited out. Oh, okay. I did see that one. Yeah. And I was like, first off, I wasn't aware of that. No. Um, but it makes me angry knowing that that felt necessary yeah, to remove to them. Yeah. And, but it also goes, you know, back to, well, if people are saying, well, m- music by men is better and that's don't erase it. And, you know, or like if you compare, it's more like technically you know proficient like the theory of it or whatever but i'm like it first off i don't think it is and if it is think about a female composer had to do a lot more to get her music out there they they probably didn't get the same education because they either they were discouraged from attending conservatories or they did go to conservatories and they couldn't study the same classes that the men were in and it's not because they can't And we're not saying like composers that were born at the same, you know, age as other composers mm-hmm. are far better because they're women and we they, Oh no. No. But like giving them credits where credits do, I think is important. And that's that's why we're yeah. here. Yeah, I think we definitely not just us, but anyone listening. Yes. Don't change who you are to be accepted. I mean, yeah. No. We're all just trying to be little professionals in the world. Yeah. 
All right. Let's play this ABC game. Yeah. So now that all that heavy conversations out of the way, <laughs> we have a game we need to finish. We do. And it's your turn. Yeah. Q. Q. I don't know a Q, but I am going to my handy dandy list that we used last time for when we don't know an answer off the top of our heads. Let's go. I have one for someone who was born in 1566. Very nice. So very long time ago. Yes. Hopefully I can say her name. I believe in you. Lucia Quinciani. Quinciani. I think that's how you say it. Very nice. Uh, she's an Italian composer. Mm. But she's the earliest, she is the earliest known published female composer of monody. It refers to a solo vocal style distinguished by having a single melodic line and instrumental accompaniment. Interesting. Huh. I didn't know that had a name. What's her name again? Lucia Lucia? Quinciani. Q-U-I-N-C-I-A-N-I. If anyone doesn't know how to spell that, because if I was listening to this, I wouldn't know how to spell it either. Very nice. (laughs) Composer from 1566. 1566. She's one of the earliest females published. Yes. So that's actually really impressive. Yes. All right. Now, R. R. All right. Are um, there any composers that you know? Well, <laughs> they are. Mm, I'm going to turn to my handy dandy friend. Um, I'm looking at the same list and there's a composer with this last name, Roro. Oh, I was going to. I have <laughs> Camilla De Rossi. She's an Italian composer, 1670-1710. was most known for composing oratorios in Vienna during the early 1700s. Uh, don't miss oratorios. <laughs> <laughs> I had to sing in an oratorio in my undergrad. Oh, really? I'm not a singer and I did not enjoy that class. <laughs> she has the most surviving works from that time as a woman composer. Nice. Um, composing oratorios in Vienna. Camilla de Rossi. Mm, look at that. Let's go S. Clara Schumann. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Very nice. Claire Schumann, 1819 to 1896. And she was a pianist married to, and also married to Robert Schumann. Yes. And honestly, I think she was better than her husband. But that's just my preference. Hot take, hot take. I'm hot take. Hot take. I mean, it's fine. She's a German <laughs> pianist, composer, and piano teacher. And one of the most distinguished pianists of the Romantic era. She's actually known for being one of the first composers to perform by memory. Oh, really? Uh, not performers. First pianists to perform by memory. She was a solo concert pianist. She was actually discouraged by her father, I believe, when she was younger oh, wow. to not like pursue a career in piano. Yeah. He, wow. And she also, he also didn't want her marrying Robert, which honestly, she, maybe she should have taken his advice because he went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, T. 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 T as in turtle. T as in turtle. My T favorite animal. as in Germaine Telleferre, I think is um, not how you say her name, and I apologize, but she was a French composer and the only female composer of Lessis. Um, of what? Lasix. What is um, that? That's the compo- group of composers, French um, and a Swiss Did you one. know this person ahead of time? I've known of Lasix and Lasix and who was in the group and Jermaine hmm. was like the only one in there. But My brain went Joan P- Tower. Joan Tower, yeah. Poulenc and um, Honiger and Trotter. Uh, Honiger, well, Honiger and Trotter, it's a term of peace, but Arthur, Honiger, <laughs> wow, Angela um, are all in Lasix. Well, cool. But Can you r- explain what Lasix is? Um, there, so Lasix is a neoclassic reaction against the musical style of like Wagner and the impressionistic music of Debussy and Ravel. No, I have to do you and I don't know one. I don't even think I know one for like, if I was doing this on male composers. You on any composer? No. Yeah. Anne Upton, born in 1892 and died in 1970. 
an American composer, radio writer, and published her works under the name Anne Upton. Her, I guess her real name is Florine Anne Upton Baldwin. Does she still count? Yeah, <laughs> sure. She was born in Marble Falls, Arkansas, and wrote the words for several choral works by composers William Wilkins. We are on like the difficult letter, so give me a V. V, I definitely use my friend the Google for this one, and it's Pauline Volkstein, a German composer of 1849 to 1925, composed over a thousand songs. Very little musical, formal musical training, but her mother had studied counterpoint with Friedrich Schneider, um, and her uncle was a cellist and composer, Bernard Kossman. So she has music in the family. Hmm. Yes, and she's... um, Written folk songs, leaders, and a whole bunch of different piano compositions. And yeah, a lot of songs. Songs with guitar. Uh, we need a, a W now. Dubs. Born in 1941. Still living. A New Zealand composer. Her name is Jillian Whitehead. <laughs> so I guess her heritage from New Zealand is an important influence on her com- composition she has a wide range of music including works for solo chamber choral orchestral and operatic forces most of them direct commissions from performers and funding organizations um she has an opera called outrageous fortune and she has another opera called the art of pizza oh i like that what What is that for an Uh, opera yeah oh it's an opera called the art of pizza was commissioned by chamber mode at melbourne opera group Mm. set in a sydney opera mall Opera mall, shopping mall. Opera mall. <laughs> that is, that'd be funny. Set in a Sydney shopping mall. That's kind of cool. Not kind of cool. That is cool. And the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra has commissioned commissioned works from her as well. That's actually I like that. I do too. That's I want to really cool. see the art of pizza. <laughs> the art of pizza. I really like pizza. <laughs> okay. What comes after W? X. X is hard. Um, I wouldn't know one. This is like the ABC game on the road. X is always hard to find. Um, There's a road game? Yeah. With ABC? Yeah. <laughs> you like find signs and like, oh, quality and for Q or. Oh. Yeah. No? I play something called the cow game. Oh, and you find cows? Yeah, and you kill them when you see graveyards. What the? <laughs> Darian. <laughs> well, every time you see a herd of cows, you get a cow. And then when you see like a cemetery or a graveyard, you'd be like, you st- before the other person you have to say, I killed your cows. Oh my God. And then they have to start over and whoever by the end of the drive has the most cows wins. Mine's a family fun in the car. I don't know. Oh, my family <laughs> loves this game. We're very competitive oh about gosh. it. That's funny. Wow. I'll try that one. <laughs> All your cows are dead. It's oh fun. God. All right. Yeah. So I have no idea what an X would be on any composer. Um, so I use Google and Huyang Jin. A modern Chinese composer, um, born in 1933, passed in 2011. She has composed Gada Melin as a symphonic tone poem, and the premiere performance caused a stir, as few could credit a 23-year-old female graduate with this composition. Who performed? So, does it say who premiered mm, it? It does not say who premiered it. She taught and composed in Mongolia. That's cool. Oh, I didn't know that. It doesn't say. Well, uh, Asian cultural... Asian Cultural Symphony Orchestra. Hmm. So, congrats to her. That's awesome. Yeah. Why? Oh, I thought you asked me why, and I was like, why what? (laughs) 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 Oh, another name that I name. No, wait, I do know one. Chen Yi. Ah. 
I know that name. Okay. And I'm <laughs> proud of you. Good job. Chen okay. Yi. She's still alive. She was born in 1953. Okay. Chinese-American violinist and composer of contemporary classical music and the first Chinese woman to receive a Master of Arts in Music Composition at the Central Conservatory of Music in Beijing. Oh, let's go. I know. And she was a finalist for a Pulitzer Prize in Music in 2006. So... She got some cool things. She got her. some good stuff. Yeah. And she has an honorary doctorate from the new school. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. So she's got some, and I do know she has some good works for violin because mm-hmm. she's a violinist. Okay. Uh, I haven't played any of them, but she, I know she has a piece for solo violin. Yeah. It's name is memory for solo violin, but she wrote it for solo, solo flute and cello mm, that sounds like a very yeah. interesting combination it's a marimba piece too oh yes very nice she's something called the bamboo dance for solo piano i like that name i love all these percussionists get good names that's what i'm saying <laughs> girl they do they get great names all right now we got to end it out with ellen tape willich for z an american composer wait where's that we, we need we need the uh we finished the game. <laughs> we Winner survived. of the Pulitzer Prize for Music, the first female composer to win that. And she is an amazing composer that we've met on our podcast. And she yeah. is a composer in residence for the Florida State University College of Music. Yeah, and if you want to learn more about her, literally just go back a couple episodes. Let's go, yeah. Give her, give her a listen. She's pretty cool. Yes, fun and fact, we have the same birthday. <laughs> Let's go, me and Ellen. I need, I need to find one of the September 12th birthday now. Yeah, you do. But I actually watched this recent video that September 12th is one of the most common birthday dates. Is it really? I guess being born in September is really common. What's going on nine months before that? <laughs> Maybe anyone with New Year's resolutions? Oh, you know what? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. Ask my parents. Know. Oh, God, no. <laughs> We're not going to do it. <laughs> all right. Uh, back on track. That was fun. We finished the game. We did finish the game. <laughs> and we all learned something. Woo. That was actually... I didn't expect it to take two episodes. To get I didn't either. But, you know, we learned more about composers we both knew nothing about. I know. we shared it with the world. Now, if we play the game again. We better remember. Yes. At least those names. I might forget one or two. Oh, I'm going to forget a lot. <laughs> I have a bad memory. But. Let's go to our trivia. Let's do some trivia. I just, I just realized I haven't used the harp sound for our trivia in a while. Yeah. Let's hear it again. One more time. One more time. Okay. <laughs> you can start it off. Okay. I hear them questions. We should, you know what we should start doing is keeping track of like who wins yeah. and like have a tally. All right. I'll start one. Viol- I'll put it in the talk. Trivia track. Yeah. It started, you know, like 11 episodes late, but. Whatever. Yeah. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> what do we win? What do I win? I'm just kidding. I will bring you ice cream. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I love ice cream. Okay. Or you bring me ice cream. Okay. Sounds good. On our... So we actually have uh, some... It's only when we play against each other, though. Let's okay, that's fair. Yeah. All right, yeah. what are your questions? Give them to me. All right. Next semester, the University Symphony is going on tour. Mm-hmm. And one of the pieces we're going to be playing is the Enigma Variations yes. by Elgar. Yes. Fun fact. I did not know this. Which of Elgar's Enigma Variations was partially inspired by a bulldog? Oh, that's adorable. Do I get choices? Was it... Yeah, you, I mean. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know if you don't get Was it number one? Oh. Was it number five, eight, or 11? One, five, eight, or 11? Mm-hmm. Bulldog, Elgar, one, five, eight, 11. I'm going to go with 
My heart's telling me number eight, not five. Okay. <laughs> what is it? It's number 11. Number 11. Yeah. Um, the 11th variation of the Enigma variations was supposedly depicting George Sinclair's, who was a organist at the Hereford Cathedral. It was about his bulldog, oh. Dan. Dan. That's a After good it name. fell into the river of Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I was like... What? Wow. Okay. Well. Poor Dan. Dang. Okay. I. It doesn't say if he died, but he fell into a river. That's well, weird. I hope he's uh. <laughs> he swam away from that. All right. Number two. Yes. There is a new biopic coming out on a French composer, often dubbed, and a name I don't like, but often dubbed the Black uh Black Mozart. What is his real oh, name? Freaking. I posted about it too. I played sonatas oh by him. God. He is a uh, violinist, a composer. I've learned about him in history class. I just also learned he was an expert swordsman in oh fencing. Oh, my God. Do I get choices? It's like or, a oh, little prodigy. One. Yeah, and I could see his face. Fun fact, a lot of people think that Mozart was inspired by his works and not the other way around. So that's why I don't like the What's name Black name? Mozart. What's his name? Technically, it should be White Mozart or just White, his you know the guy's <laughs> real name yeah 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 oh i literally am looking at the page on my textbook it's a long name because he was knighted name. yeah sir no oh well it's french so oh it's true you got me i don't know i can see his face i don't know his name <laughs> inform us looks like i'm coming up on possibly being in a lead for this ice cream we'll see <laughs> no, i got some good cues Joseph Bologna, Chevalier de Saint George. Uh, Saint, yep, George. That's what Chevalier. I was, yeah. Dang it. Okay. Well, the more I know, the more we know. <laughs> yeah, and I'm really excited for this biopic. Yeah. It looks like it's gonna be good. I saw the trailer and I was like, oh yeah. They so sh- yeah. Hopefully they get real um, violin and stuff training, so I don't have to sit there and look at bad technique. True. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the most irritating thing I think. Yeah. Uh, right. For anyone who's not a musician, like watching a string player in a movie, not. No. any kind of musician true but it's so obvious like if their shoulders like mm-hmm. lifted or they're like not even holding the bow right like they're just like gripping it in a fist the movie freak what is it it's a disney movie soul is that what it's called uh, yeah. yeah they use an actual saxophonist they copy their movements that's so yeah. cool it's really cool oh, that uh, like that movie gets even more props I now know. i love that movie what's um, question three okay question three this is, might be the gimme question. Oh, please. So, I need one. which composer had a close relationship with the Schumanns? I didn't give you multiple choice because I thought this was standard. It is standard, but my brain's <laughs> not in school mode or in smart mode. Um, I want this ice cream, so I'm not going to give you multiple choice. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to give you multiple choice on my questions, and they're hard. Fine, I can give you multiple choice. Yeah, give you multiple choice. Okay. Uh, let's just say Beethoven, Schubert, Brahms, or Mendelssohn. This is Brahms? Yeah. Okay, that's okay. Well, thank you. Um, Do you feel bad now? Yeah, that didn't come in my <laughs> brain first. At least I got one point. I like the rumors where they like they thought Brahms yeah, and Clara were like yes. a thing. Yeah, I kind of hope they were. Me too. I mean, let's she needs they someone probably, in her life. They probably were. She, I remember I asked a question. She had like eleven some kids. Yep. No, it was or uh-huh. was it eight? It was a lot. <laughs> it was multiple children. Yes. And I asked this question. I forgot what the number was off the top of my head. Yeah, but. I'm like, she had that many kids, that full-time job. Her husband was going crazy. He was putting a psych ward. I'm like, she needs a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Brahms, Brahms was very accomplished. Yes. So. Absolutely. All right. One point. Let's go. All right. Hit me. Question number one. 
What is the name of recently passed pioneering trombonist that was a faculty member of the University of Cincinnati for 40 years and has performed as the bass trombone and tenor tuba player with the Cincinnati Symphony Orchestra and Opera? Was it A, Betty Glover, B, Carol Yonch, C, Velvet Brown? What were the first two again? Betty Glover, Glover, Carol Yonch, and then it was Velvet Brown. Was it, you said tuba or trombone? Uh, bass trombone and tenor tuba. Carol. And. Right? Yonitz? Because she's a tuba player. Yes, but do you want to hear the entire question again? Yeah. What is the name of the recently passed pioneering trombone? Oh, she's still alive. She's still alive. Yes. Sorry. Uh, the other names I don't know. That's why my brain went to like, oh, I know, I know her. I know, I know it would, yeah. Uh, Glover. Yes. Wait, Betty really? Glover, yes. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks you almost giving, got it wrong. But thanks for giving me a chance. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Good job. Let me put a little tally mark on your name for the ice cream. All right. Well, it's only if I win. That's fair. All right. Who was the first woman to find a major orchestra, the Cleveland Orchestra? Was it Adela Hughes, Hughes Simone Young, or Allison Balsam? What was, like, to... Who was the first woman to find a major orchestra, the Cleveland The find? Yes. Like she founded the orchestra. Oh, she founded the orchestra. Yeah, sorry, Polly. Could say that better. <laughs> I was like, find? <laughs> I found an orchestra. Found Congratulations. <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> um, I forgot the names you Adela said. Adela Hughes, Simone Young, Allison Balsam. Simone Young. No. <sighs> Adela Hughes. I don't know who that is. Co-founder of the Cleveland Music School Settlement for Children and established the musical arts organization. The success led to the Cleveland Orchestra. Uh, I knew it wasn't Balsam. I'm proud of myself for that. Yes, because Allison Balsam is a... Trumpet player. Yay. <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> All right. Well, question number three. Which trumpet player performed both classical and jazz music and, let, and led the Shirley Girls? Was it Francis Shirley Cass... Carol Shirley or Shirley Temple? <laughs> Did you only give me two names? I gave you three names. Oh, wait, well, it's not Shirley Temple. <laughs> I thought that was a good answer. Um, what was the first one? Francis Shirley Cass or Carol Shirley? You gotta throw Shirley in all those freaking names. Cause. Did you add them like last time where there wasn't a Shirley that existed? I don't know, Darian. <laughs> I don't know. Because I, when the last one you added the Adolf sax. sax. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like. that one's so easy. I guess on this one's like. Um, ugh, give me a brass name. Okay, it's between the first two. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not Shirley Temple. <laughs> no, I know. She Wasn't she like a little dancer girl? I was thinking of the drink. Uh, but it, it came, yeah, but, but the, Shirley the, Temple's like a real person. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to say the first one. But I think which trumpet player performed both classical and jazz music and led the Shirley Girls, Francis Shirley Cass or Carol Carol Shirley. I want to say it's Francis. Is that your final answer? I just I'm leaning towards Francis. But if it's the Shirley Girls, either there's a bunch of people in her family who have the last name Shirley, or she started it and she named it after herself. Is what I'm thinking. What so do you think I'm, it is? I don't know. <laughs> and I really, and now that now that I actually care about winning, I I don't know what to pick. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, was it? I'm gonna go. Actually, no. I'm gonna change my answer. I'm gonna go with the second one. Final answer. Last name is Shirley. Final uh, answer. Yeah. Carol. Yeah. You should have gone if you got. Damn it, it was Francis. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're tied. 
Oh, dang. Do we have a tiebreaker? No. We can uh, next oh, You game. know what? No, I mm. No, we No, then I got to have a tiebreaker question. That ain't how it runs, Darren. Let's do a rock paper scissors. No. We'll do it for the next game. <laughs> Dang the it. Next time we meet <laughs> for some trivia. Oh, now I care too much. Yeah. Oh. Now I'm not like, it's actually this one. You know? Oh, shit. All right. Well, <laughs> I hope well, you all enjoyed that. Yes, that was fun. Now we have a steak in it because we want ice cream. Yes, we do. Actually, I'm craving ice cream after like oh, having well. a sore throat for being oh, sick. I bet, yeah. I was like, I don't buy ice cream because I'll just eat like oh, I still get that. all the ice cream. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'm really craving ice cream. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> get some. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to our trivia oh that's like my favorite sound and i did but i didn't mean to play it twice but thank you guys for tuning in and listening to hero talk please come to our hero concert Mm. on saturday which is in two days from when we're recording this Mm -hmm. on november 12th at 7 30 in longmire recital hall on florida state university campus you can get more information on our website or on our instagram and we'll be posting a live stream as well so mm-hmm. please come check it out. Thank you for listening to us talk about all the things that are still wrong and right in classical music for women <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> today. Yes. <laughs> it was a fun conversation. It was fun. Um, and stay safe during the storm and everything coming our way right now. Yes. And you can learn more on our Instagram, which is at hero.musicians. Yeah. And we, our link tree is also on there. And our website, which is what, Angela? dot her-o.musicians no nope. uh, no i just I combined her email and website um www three w i say two www.her-o-music.com mm, mm-hmm. that's right good job Darren. yes i because i came up with the domain I was name say, yeah because uh hero.musicians was not available for purchase mm. that is why <laughs> that is why it's her dash o music o music but check us out yeah all our information's on our website and our instagram is where we are most up to date with all of our information mm-hmm. so please follow us check us out and again we are all about education yes. any comments any questions negative or positive we will answer and we'll be a service that we can bring you with up-to-date information about what's going on in the world for women in classical music or what women have done in classical music we're all about that conversation so please let us know if you want us to talk about anything or have a short short story to tell (laughs) yes so thank you for joining us today on hero talk yes